Welcome to CEO On The Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm your host, Gail Lance, and together we'll be exploring the people side of leadership. You'll learn how to better engage and inspire those around you and yourself. So let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of CEO On The Go. I was having a little difficulty deciding what topic to talk about today. So I decided to talk about making difficult decisions. Actually, that wasn't a difficult decision because I've known for a while that making tough decisions is a topic worth addressing, especially now. The speed at which you've had to make important decisions lately is accelerating. I'm guessing that you're feeling that. And sometimes this can actually be a good thing because you don't have time to overthink. You have to shoot from the hip a little more. And maybe you're wired that way, but if you're not, you can easily start doubting yourself or worrying that you haven't thought things through. So I'm offering some perspective today on how to make difficult decisions more easily. And examples of difficult decisions, at least in my mind, are letting go of employees or letting letting go of some employees in your business. Maybe you're having to close or decide to reopen your business. It could be that you have a key position uh, that is open and you're trying to hire the best talent for that. And that can be uh, expensive. Maybe you're stepping out of your role or you're wanting to step into a, a newer, higher level leadership role. Difficult decisions might be in the form of legal decisions or investment decisions. Maybe you're considering buying a new property or a building for your business. And even just having to ask people to to come back to work on site can be a, a tricky decision as well. So there's some basic questions that you can ask yourself as you're thinking through difficult decisions that you have to make. And I'm just starting with three. You know, I like to keep things simple and quick on these episodes. And I, and I have a bonus question as well. So the first question to ask yourself is, does a decision have to be made now? If not now, when? Um, so many leaders that I speak with seem to put pressure on themselves as though they have to make some kind of immediate decision when that may or may not be the case. And of course, you know, even choosing not to make a decision is a decision of some kind. So be really clear on, on the real timing that's needed for, for this important decision. Number two, what's your decision-making process? Or what's the best process for this this decision? A lot of clients that I work with often default to consensus thinking, which may or may not be the best approach. Sometimes that can be really arduous and it may not produce the highest quality decision. You're just trying to please too many people. Sometimes you just have to call the shots or do a, a gut check. Sometimes the decision may be a board level decision. Sometimes it may rest with your leadership team. Um, but be aware of your decision making process. Maybe it's just a knee jerk kind of reaction. Or be careful if it's a copycat decision where you're just doing something just because you've seen everyone else do it. Beware of emotional decisions. You know, there's some experts that claim that all of our decisions are emotionally based, but uh, sometimes if you're caught up in an emotion, it's really not the best time to make a decision. Number three, what do you need to consider? And by that, I mean, you know, what other data or factors do you need to consider in your process? Perhaps your values or your company values, or maybe there's some specific data 
um, perhaps you could use surveys. Although I did see a recent Wall Street Journal article talking about how ineffective surveys can be in organizations. And I was actually pleased to see that even though uh, we offer surveys uh, as part of our business offerings, they are oftentimes uh, not done very well. There are pros and cons that you might want to consider. Although be careful about that too, because uh, simply listing items as pros or cons, that those need to be weighted. Um, you might want to consider best case and worst case scenarios. Think about what's really at, at stake here. Is it money, reputation, ego? And then here's the bonus question. I, and I'm including this because I do not hear this talked about in the context of decision making. What do you need to believe about yourself? I think that's a really critical question to, to think about. Most people aren't afraid of the decision that they have to make or the, the scary thing that they have to do. What they're really afraid of is the feeling or the emotion that it will stir up in them. They're concerned that they can't deal with the feeling of it. Uh, for example, you might have to make a decision that could produce disappointment or sadness um, maybe embarrassment or guilt or anger, any of those negative emotions. So one of the best things that you can do is to tell yourself that you'll be able to handle whatever emotions arise and to visualize yourself moving through the process well. We've talked before in previous episodes about the importance of visualization. So um, moving on to tips and tools, just three of those to share with you for today. One tool that you might want to consider in your decision-making process is a risk-reward scale. And this is a very non-techie approach uh, that I've learned and, and used over the years for myself and with clients. It's very easy to do. Just uh, draw a line on a piece of paper or on a whiteboard, a horizontal line across the page, and put a zero in the middle of that line. And then on the far left, you put uh, minus five, and then moving toward the right, minus four, minus three, minus two, minus one, until you get to zero. And then on the right-hand side, you build it back up, plus one, plus two, plus three, plus four, plus five. And so as you're thinking through the scenario, the decision that you have to make, you can look at what is the real risk here. Oftentimes, we think the risk is a lot greater than it really is. Um, is the decision that you have to make something that will have a small impact, which might be a negative one, or uh, catastrophic, which would be negative, negative five, or is the reward such that it would give you, you know, uh, plus two or plus three? It, it really just depends. And it, it's a great conversation to have with your leadership, too, to make sure that you're all sharing the same understanding about the real risk and rewards, however you define that to be. But seeing this visual and being able to plot it in that way can give you more clarity and more confidence about making your decision. So the risk reward scale is one tool to try. Another tip is to determine your decision making criteria in advance. So many organizations that I'm working with aren't doing this. One classic example has to do with the hiring process. That's one in which uh, we become involved often, where a company is trying to hire someone for a key position. And so they interview the person and they have them uh, speak to other team members for input and everyone's wanting something different in that candidate. One person thinks they need to be analytical. Another thinks they need to be friendly. Another one thinks they need to be directive and take charge. And at the end of the day, it's like they're looking for this superhuman kind of person that doesn't exist. 
And so we back up a bit and decide the criteria in advance. What's most important in the role first before we even start looking at a candidate? So it might involve creating a benchmark or going through some other means of making sure that that's clear before the interview process. Number three, another tip, explore broader possibilities. When you're making decisions, everything doesn't have to be an either or scenario. Too many times I see organizations asking, should we do this or not? Instead of asking, how can we make this work? When you ask the question, how can we make this work? Your mind starts thinking differently. Otherwise, you might be limiting yourself by just looking at the either or kind of scenarios. So be careful not to be too narrow in your focus when you're thinking about your decision and the impact that it can make. So those are just a few tips and tools to think about. Once you've made a decision, really commit yourself to it, even if you don't have all the details figured out. Once you commit, you'll find solutions. I'm reminded of the Emerson quote, once you make a decision, the universe conspires to make it happen. And that requires trusting that the how part will be revealed in some way, that it will be figured out. The rational part of your brain wants to have all the answers or a plan, but making a difficult decision often requires just a great leap of faith, faith in yourself, in others, um, perhaps in a higher power. You know, it's worth noting, too, that some people are just more decisive than others. If you ask me where I want to go to lunch, I'll probably give you lots of options because I like the world of possibilities. Um, But if you ask some of my friends, they would be much more decisive and say, well, we need to go to that Italian restaurant downtown or the sandwich shop on the corner that has great sourdough bread. Doesn't matter. There's no right or wrong way. Just understand how you're wired. We talk about that a lot in our conversations. Um, Try to take the judgment out of your decision making. Decisions can and should be based on your values. And try not to judge a decision as good or bad, right or wrong, as success or failure. Making decisions is just part of your job. And think about this, you know, oftentimes being in limbo, or refusing to make a decision is more painful than pulling the trigger on a decision. If you're procrastinating, understand why you're doing that. There's usually some kind of fear involved, something that you're trying to avoid. Maybe you're overcomplicating things. Speaking of which, I remembered a blog post in my archives that I had written about overcomplicating. It's called, Are You Overcomplicating? And it talks about the importance of trying to simplify a lot of areas of your business, including decision-making. So I'll include a link to that post in the show notes today. You can choose to view a decision as a failure or as lesson learned, something that will actually help you improve in the future in some way. But don't judge your decisions. A lot of times companies do due diligence, they do their research, They think that they're making the best decision, but they may see results that they don't expect. There's a KPMG study that came out a few years ago, and it looked at 700 mergers and acquisitions. And in the survey of those 700, 83% did not boost shareholder value. So I'm sure there were some some lessons learned from that. Anyway, when when you look back on your life or your work, you might say that was a, a poor decision. But I'm guessing that in some way that decision has impacted who you are now, what you know, and what you're capable of now. 
I used to beat myself up over the investments I've made in programs and workshops and training that I've invested in over the years, some of which was really bad training that I would never use. And I was so concerned about trying to get my money's worth. But now I view those experiences differently. I see them as teaching opportunities. I didn't learn what I had hoped or expected, but I am better in some ways, even if I don't fully understand how yet. That's just my choice to believe that. You can apply that to any area where you might naturally have some regrets or concerns. Investments or purchases that you've made, perhaps, that you regret. Maybe there's some expensive systems that you purchased and never used or leveraged. Maybe relationships you've had that didn't work. Career paths that you didn't take. Or maybe a career path that you did take and you thought, why did I do this? Or maybe it's a leadership role that you took on. So no judgment here, only learning. To recap today's key points, when you have to make a tough decision, ask yourself these three questions. Does this decision need to be made now? If not now, when? What's the best process for making this particular decision? And what factors need to be considered? And then remember your bonus question, what do you need to believe about yourself? For actionable ideas, you might do one or more of the following. You might try the risk-reward scale that I mentioned You might determine the decision-making criteria in advance so that everyone's on the same page first. And then finally, you can explore broader possibilities. Remember, everything doesn't have to be either or. The truth is we're making decisions of all kinds all the time. Even some of the smallest, most mindless decisions can have a big impact. Sometimes you don't see it until years down the road. So I hope you continue to build clarity and confidence about your own decision making. If you're trying to think through a big decision for yourself or your organization, let me know if I can help. Just go to workmatters.com and you'll see a contact form you can use to send me a message, even if it's just to let me know you're listening to this podcast. I'd love to hear from you. Or of course, you can also visit ceoonthegopodcast.com. That's another way to reach me. Stay tuned for more short episodes as well as a few longer episodes with special guests that I have coming up. Let me know what you need or what questions you have that I might be able to address. Have a great rest of the week wherever you are doing work that matters. Take care. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn and visit workmatters.com. And if you have a question or suggestion for a future topic for the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. So keep growing as a leader and doing the work that matters to you. Until next time. Mm